You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 404th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer out in beautiful Western Mass. You guys, Dad is on the warpath tonight. Oh, man. I don't have time for this. Let's get right to the lead. We're starting a little behind schedule, and Dad is upset. So, um, Podcast Dad, what are we leading with this week? We got to get this show on the road. Oh, wait, beep, 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 breaking news. Uh-oh. I bought Uh-oh. a notepad today made by the Ampeg Corporation of Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spencer, that's where you live. I was so excited to see uh, uh, the place you live yeah, on yeah, a yeah. notepad I bought at a thrift store by a company that I learned that Mitt Romney and Bain Capital ran into the ground. I'm uh, learning a lot about the 2012 election. I think I voted <laughs> well, the right you know, way. Holyoke is known as the paper city. It was the paper capital of the U.S., maybe of the world. I don't know. There's a lot of empty paper mills around town that are being turned into um, uh, startup uh, cannabis businesses now. Oh, thanks, Mitt Romney. Thanks, Mitt Romney. (laughs) Can we put a velodrome in one of these paper mills? Certainly. I hear they're all the rage. Certainly. Why not? Let's do it. It'd probably work with the cannabis industry. There's synergy there. So... Guys, you're burying this lead, little guy. You're really ruining the su- the day in the I know, sun for the. I know. Well, we're the, behind schedule, so we got to get more behind schedule. Yeah, we got to get. Yeah, let's get to it. After long last, our long national nightmare of a Nairo Quintana positive test is now behind us because podcast number one hero <laughs> of the moment, Louis Mentes, yeah, has just uh-huh. won a stage of the Vuelta. There's no way this could possibly go wrong. And After such a great result let's not, today. Let's not bury the lead of the lead. He won a stage, his first Grand Tour stage. He moved himself up 13 spots to bop, 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 16th on 16th GC. 16th place. Yeah. Oh, what, oh, what's that? Fresh off the wire from the E-Mountain Bike World Championships? Is that <laughs> Peter Sagan that also oh. got 16th place? Why is that an event? Oh, my goodness. What is this? This I- is amazing. I have a proposal for the e-mountain bike, and then we'll get back to the Volta. I think okay. pros should not be able to do the e-mountain bike race. It should be all, like, like elite-level. Retirees. Either retirees oh, or elite-level amateurs. And if you win, you get to then, like, you then get to, like, ride the World Cup circuit for a couple weeks. Uh, you get, like, two free races with an e-bike in the World Cup, the regular World Cup yeah. circuit. And then they take it away, and, they, and it's sink or swim. And if, if you have enough... UCI points that the you know after a couple of weeks okay. they they cast you out or they let you stay. It's like it's like a weird sneak your way into I the top st- level sort of system. I st- I'm still having a problem with these E Mountain Bike World Championships. It's not because there's an electric motor on the bike. It's just because if they win in real life, do they also win in the metaverse? Tonight at ten <laughs> on the well, Slow Ride Podcast some, News. Some serious. Dad we investigate joking. the metaverse. Yeah, Dad is here, and he is on fire uh, tonight. 
let's circle back to the Volta then, speaking of the metaverse, Jay Vine, who... Keeping it on track, yeah. <laughs> only yes. made it to the World Tour because, well, not even World Tour, I guess technically they're pro Conti, but they're better than about every single World Tour team. The Alpecin right. team, because he won the Zwift Academy thing a couple years ago, two stages, two stages, it's crazy. I was just going to, I was just going to say that, uh, or, or the E mountain bike, uh, idea that you had is a lot like the Canyon yes. Alpecin, uh, SRAM, uh, tie in with Zwift sponsorship to get, uh, riders I, moving up from the, are we shocked? Yeah. Are we shocked about this? The real I'm kind of shocked. I thought Why? for sure the person that would win in the metaverse as Spencer was saying, like this whole thing was all about identifying talent, moving the talent up. I thought for sure who was ever going to win these Zwift World Championships or whatever to get these contracts would have been totally lying about their their metaverse weight, um, uh-huh. their metaverse. Um, you know, they would have had a blender attached to their does, cranks. Their meta power. Does this? And, um, and now he's winning stages. And, it's almost too women, good to well, be on true. On the women's it's side amazing. as well. On the women's yeah, side as well. True. But does this mean that we have to take Zwift racing? seriously like that it is legitimate i think unfortunately no. yes yes i no i spent tim i think spencer's right and i hate to admit it because i don't like to admit that e-racing <laughs> is a thing but like the guy just won two stages at the vaulta like whooping on yeah. oh my goodness can you imagine what it's going to be like over at nowhere fast our sister show on the, <laughs> the wide angle podium network where it's all things e-racing oh they're gonna lose their i minds. mean or they're yeah, going to be Kevin really Hall is going to be on the next. He's totally going to be on the next contract. He is a sellout. Come on, bro. They'll Ooh. be able to explain how he hacked the system, though. Is what uh, they're good at over there. So yeah, yeah Mike and Kevin are going to talk all about it, and Zach's going to have to rein him in. But that's. <laughs> I, I got to say though, it's pretty cool to see Jay Vine win. On the bike ride I went on today, we well, stopped at the coffee shop. and You only got to see him win once, Tim, yeah, that's to be true. fair. He won twice. He only saw it once. It was very, very <laughs> Tim looks misty. confused. Was he very... has not been watching the uh, Volta. Uh, yeah, go, go back to the camera not, show. I, I have not been watching the Volta. I watched the last three kilometers of the stage today. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was good. The, the, first, to, the first victory bad... was incredible. In the clouds. Couldn't see a thing. You know Amazing. what? I got to I got to cut 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 it cut it straight with you guys. You uh-huh. guys are my boys. I don't lie. I no. haven't been watching bike racing for almost all of August. I'm actually going to hang it up for a little while into September until these lovely little known Italian classics that I've been hearing so much about <laughs> come on and then I'm going to dedicate my time. See, to a lot of folks that have kids or much better haves, there's a thing called the relationship deposit bank. Mm-hmm. And you uh-huh. got to put a lot of deposits in there to get the time to watch bike racing away from the family. You get to kind of just zoom in, figure out what's happening. I get it. And I had some of those uh, saved up. Some of those credits saved up, actually. Uh-huh. Um, but it took me a good 45 minutes to figure out my Flow Bikes password to get the UCI Mountain Bike World Championships. That I only yeah. got to watch a few of the, a few minutes of that. Um, before I realized that I uh, had to go take uh, the artist formerly, the, the, the young bike racer formerly known as Heimar, um, out for a bike ride. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, little guy? Oh, I, the, the, I, the, the bike rider formerly okay. known as 
Nairo. I, I, see, I was Nairo. a little. I was a little scared that maybe Heimer Zubeldia did something during the week that I missed. So I just, I just, that I wanted Tim, to put a pin yeah. in that. I want I want everyone to no, know. No, no, as no. far as we know, Heimer Zubeldia still has all the results that he had last week. He has them this week. Okay, so he still uh, has all on. those top tens. Um, he still has all those Balke Malima esque finishes without the titles at the Japan Cup. Um, all right. I mean, guys, just a lot going on. I don't even know where to start, but I couldn't even find my flows, passwords. I haven't been watching any Vuelta, minimal mountain bike. So you guys are going to have to educate me. Well, it's a good thing we got this going, this show on the rails right away without (laughs) much discussion ahead of time uh, so that we were properly prepared to carry the show this week. Yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Knowing that you were, you know, going to be off your game. Um, But that's okay. I think we're here for you. Um, Mountain bike world's happened Volta happened uh some other belgian racing happened or french racing i don't know wild yeah, one something wild one yeah um, and then remco did his thing remco's doing his thing uh and that about sums it up so thanks for listening to the slow ride podcast <laughs> this week yeah hey wow we made up a lot of time yeah, guys. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. boom 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 that that sums it up in a way pretty much pretty much i so let's let's try and focus just Bear with me. This is new for this podcast, but let's try and focus just for a second on okay. maybe one topic. Uh, let's try okay. the Vuelta at first, and then maybe okay. we'll go to mountain bikes and e-mountain bikes and things like that afterwards. Um, little guy? Yes. I think I think I asked him something last week about, uh, was this real? Was it legit? You know, is it? Uh, I forget even what it was, but it was important, and he got it wrong. This week, I'm asking you, okay. Remco. Yeah. He's in the lead. He extended it by a minute. He's mm. he's out there. Is he legit? Can he do it? Is this his year? Man, <laughs> I don't know. Damn. I really feel like he's going to crack in the third week. He looks uh-huh. really good, better than he's ever looked, but it's early. He's never done it, and it would be pretty... I don't know. It'd be pretty amazing. I think okay. Roglic could ride into some form. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other people like Remco uh-huh. in the top ten right now, Timmy. You're Tim Sagan just ahead of me. But there's a lot of folks no. in the top ten right now who are Tim's little guy. Yeah. Little guy. Tim's pulling a lot of faces. Never really put together three weeks. So I think yeah. there's a lot of the, question marks. The answer is Enrique Moss, little guy. I don't think so, too. I'm just looking at the results. Just to hear me out. Okay. Movistar is about to go down. About to get relegated. Are you trying to tell me the team that has been around for 40 years in the <laughs> top flight of professional yeah. cycling doesn't have their guy on the most ultimate program oh, in probably it- the most <laughs> liberal country in the world when it comes to programs oh uh, uh, you trying to tell me putting it, yes. that there's not going to get a fair amount of points in this race I, i'm not saying anything shady is no, going to happen i'm just saying that movistar is going to put it together and huh. they're going to win huh. valverde is going to get 16th place on the overall he's, he's going to get a stage that, win yeah. yeah i mean let's i mean we know there's a stage win coming for valverde like that, that is guaranteed. Yeah. He has 
over his 42-year career, he has paid off enough, uh, well, <laughs> negotiated enough contracts uh-huh. with people. We've seen it happen. Yeah. yeah That's why yeah. Patrick Beverly is now on the Lakers. Mm. It's, the con- it's the silly season. It happens during the bike racing season. Uh-huh. He's got a stage win coming. That is a slow ride podcast guarantee. I'm with you on that. I am not with you on Moss pulling this thing out. Even if Remco <laughs> cracks, I I see Primos coming, or I I see uh, you know somebody else in the top ten making a jump, making a big yeah. a big move. Yeah. I I mean, so do we I, have I'm with you, Tim? I know you like Moss. I know you've been hoping for him to carry the flag on, but I don't see it. Happening. Are any of these? Um, Riders going to be leaving to go to world championships, like in the top ten, like High Hint, Yai Hinley, Jai Hinley. I don't know if he's on the team. All I know is Caleb Ewan didn't make the world's team for Hinley's on the team. And okay, all right, so Hinley's okay. going to go to the worlds. So he's riding okay. into form. Just curious. He's riding into form. I think it's still a pretty open mm-hmm. race, as d- even though Remco looks pretty dominant. Like, was so, he done two Grand Tours, or is he, is this his second Grand Tour? Little guy. There's still two more weeks of this race left. Have you thought about that for a second? <laughs> yeah. There's still two more weeks. That's of this. why I'm saying That's... he's not gonna. It sounds like yeah. uh, it's Tim. It sounds like you're advocating for like a Simon Yates, like an experienced rider who's just gonna yeah. be grinding there in the background and pop out on top in the end, um, which I could see happening. That you know? just feels yeah. very likely to me. I mean, I understand the Remco, the Remco hype. He's obviously huge huge talent he's won some huge races mm-hmm. but yeah i i just looked up to confirm my thoughts it's his second grand tour and he dnf from the other one so like <laughs> the fact that all the cycling press is kind of like oh he's too dominant and like moss was quoted as being like he's unbeatable it's like yeah no he's beatable he's never finished a grand tour he's never raced for three weeks he's not gonna ride away this thing for like 15 minutes ahead of everybody i don't know just don't see yeah, it yeah we'll have to see we'll have to see um Stage nine just wrapped up today, so well, it's not. It's a little more than a third the way through. Um, a little closer to half there, Tim. Even though there is still two weeks left, but yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, why don't you guys call me on stage ten? That looks like an exciting stage. I'll I'll start watching bike racing on stage ten. On the time okay. trial, you watch the time trial. That's when oh, it's a time trial. Oh my uh, goodness! All right, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, little guy. Not a way to come excite me. Day. Give me, give me the final. What's gonna happen here? Oh, I don't know what's gonna I'm happen, and that's it. why it's exciting. I know you wanna, you wanna, you wanna <laughs> want it all laid out for you, but why it's exciting is, is because uh, it's a super open race. I mean, you should have at least enjoyed this last week of stages Taylor made for your boy Julian Alaphilippe, and then shots yeah. of him struggling off the back, and then the announcers oh. always being like, "Oh, it doesn't even seem like the pace has picked up yet," but. uh uh, Julian Alaphilippe already at the back struggling. Jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, there's sprinters at the front of the group still. Hey, guys. <laughs> this one's mostly for Tim, but feel free to weigh in, Spencer and Matt. Does Alaphilippe shaving down to just a mustache make him more or less a villain? Evil Niper. What do you guys think? The Ooh. mustache only look for Alaphilippe. I kind of like it because it takes us back to like 2015 when he was uh, he was all the rage. He was the new kid on the block. He dropped out of Worlds and everybody went oh collectively on the hill in Richmond. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of not me. 
Yeah. Not me. I, I laughed too. at him. I don't know. I don't know. I was there with you. I think I think you were on the Alpha Loop train too then, but I probably was. Spencer, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm, I'm gonna say less of a villain because there's nothing more villainy than a goatee. Um and the mustache is just only halfway there. So yeah. yeah. That's a good okay. point. Just just curious. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Well, can't wait for two more weeks of this exciting conversation about the Vata. Who won the red jersey? I'm just kidding. I'm pretty excited. I'll watch the, I'll watch the final week for you, little guy. I'll okay. be back. Thank you. I appreciate that. Be back that. at it. I appreciate that. Well, you didn't watch the Volta, Tim, so then you were watching uh, Mountain Bikes, it sounds like. Yes. At least you watched the, the a couple ma- minutes, so enlighten us. I am super excited to hear Tim's review of the Flow Bikes experience over the uh, Red Bull uh, TV <laughs> experience because... I imagine Flow Bikes has really gone whole hog, and this thing pulled out all the stops and really did top notch. Uh, Especially because I don't think they have it next year. I don't think they have the coverage either. I think that Discovery bought the coverage for both the UCI Championships and uh, uh, the other one. Oh, that's the, a shame. The, right, the World Cup. But either way, I did watch Short Track Race. Uh, Christopher okay. Blevins uh, throwing down, crash into the rock. Look. <laughs> absolutely miserable that um rock garden that they had on the short yeah. track race yeah i mean blevins was giving it his all and tried all he could and uh just literally ran out of trail before a boulder um unfortunately took him out so he was not able to repeat his world title in the short track race yeah and um, what do you guys think short track coolest event in mountain biking or second coolest uh coolest when vanderpool's there it's uh, mm, it depends. It depends heavily on the track, I would say. But it it can be the coolest hands down mountain bike event, even more so the downhill, which also is highly dependent on the track. I would say so. Uh, very subjective. And then the downhill happened. That was also pretty cool. In the gets three Frenchmen go one two three with Bruni um, taking uh, the win. And then on the women's side, um, Valentina Hull of Austria taking the title. Nice. I did not watch all of the downhill, just watched one section of the track. Also cool. But I think traditionally downhill, I've been really into the last few years, as you guys have, we've all talked about. It's a lot of fun, especially once you start to see how the different tracks, uh, how people take the different turns and whatnot. And when I've walked down the Fort William co- course, as an example, um, you can see these sections that are giant, like multiple feet down. But then, like Spencer, you talked about last week at Mount St. Anne, they just like fly over those. Like they don't even, like the wheels don't even touch the ground. It's kind yep. of amazing. Um, once again, that happened. But then the XC race, I thought was the biggest uh, show of the weekend because yeah. you had PFP um, win again. So that was awesome. Yeah. And then you had Nino uh, take his 10th world championship. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. Which is insane to think about. Yeah. Um, we'd be remiss to not shout out the uh, bronze medal in the women's XC. Um, uh, Haley Batten up there uh, crushing it for the good old USA. Um, I don't know how UK Corner did. I'm sure Tom Pitcock probably won another world championship. Is that right? I don't know. I haven't checked the facts on that no. one. 
I'm sure they they think he did, but I don't even think he podiumed. If we if we just say so, little guy, edit this out later. If we just say okay. so, yeah, no problem. I think the ratings, I think we'll do pretty but, good in the ratings. Isn't uh, but Tom Pidcock's best friend in cross country mountain biking, Vlad Deskalu, uh, did get 16th place. Beautiful. And remember, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Vlad, uh-huh. Pidcock wouldn't have gotten into the uh, the Olympics, Olympics, yeah, where he won his gold medal. So. I hope maybe he gives him a high five every time he laps him. Or I mean, him. he doesn't lap him, but at least let him in the in the RV after the race to shower. Because I don't know if that guy's got his own RV. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he does. He's a Trek legend. So I don't know. Overall, mountain biking is super awesome. I said, I mean, what do you guys think? Did you guys were you guys able to watch any of it? No, I um I have let my flow sports uh, <laughs> lapse. Let's say, um, did not pony up, uh, for another year, $125 for a year. Couldn't, uh, Um, couldn't really justify, um, and it wasn't on Twitch. Yeah. What, uh, (laughs) the events that they, more of the events they did not have, uh, for me, um, kind of did them in, but, uh. I guess I'm getting that Discovery Plus account uh, next season, so looking forward to that. I guess yeah. is that is that yeah, just, so? Is Discovery Plus what P, is Peacock going to roll into that? Is that all the same? No, no. It's owned by EW. Like it, oh, they okay. own the EWS series, and then the people that do the EWS series bought the rights to the UCI Ugh. mountain bike. Okay, so downhill thing. from Red Bull. So there's no chance I could just get down to two streaming services for bike racing. No, those days are long gone, little guy. <laughs> I mean, at I do least think you should. GCN, can we start like least... a cable access channel called Outdoor Life Network? <laughs> I mean, at least G- GCN brings a lot of good stuff, and I'm fine having Peacock because I can occasionally find like a movie I want to watch while I'm doing the dishes on there too. So it like it justifies uh-huh. its existence, you know. Uh-huh. But man, yeah, flow bikes. I'm sorry, flow. Oh. Discovery yeah, Plus has got uh, a lot of good stuff, like Myth Mythbusters and um, uh, BattleBots. That's that's. Oh, uh, they've I got know you're a big like BattleBots so. guy, so okay. Yeah, right. I've got a lot of robots that. fighting each other. It's amazing. That's that that's definitely a thing that Tom Moon and Tom Moon would like. So I don't. So I have to the kids love it. Not I want to send him down the, that lifestyle choice. The competitors tend to have a little more personality than a lot of the bike racers that uh, we do <laughs> it's not watch. Possible. So. Not possible. <laughs> not possible. Not possible. Have they not seen Menzies' victory? Um, so we talked about it earlier, uh, but we alluded to the Australian World Championships that are being held in Australia yeah. um, coming up. Caleb Ewan, shocked he didn't make the Australian team. Um, are you guys surprised that the the lauded bike handler slash sprinter Caleb Ewan did not make uh-huh. the Australian team for the World Championships. I don't know anything of the course. I'll admit that right now, and I am in yeah. no way surprised that the guy who's choked more times uh, <laughs> that's Australian this year didn't get 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 uh-huh. the leadership role. I understand he's super fast, but like, yeah, I'm not surprised. No. Yeah, I uh, similar little guy. I have not uh, taken a look at the course yet, but um, well, let's be not. I guess I'm a little surprised, but not completely. It's not a shocker uh, that he didn't make the cut. He is not. I have not seen the results. Uh, well, to justify what we do know, gentlemen, is that Michael Matthews 
is going to be on the team. The team leader, if you will. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know much about it for the men's and women's race either, what the, uh, the courses are. But I would say that I am disappointed that uh, Michael Matthews is not fully listed as the, the hands-down favorite of the race. But, um, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. I do like that uh, he will be uh, there in the, um, in the Australian uh, green and yellow. Which, by the way, I don't understand why they're green and yellow. They got to fix that. That's not. Yeah, yeah. Just got to switch what it up a little bit, what's, you know. What's the flag, flag is the, the, flag, the flag is the it? Union Jack. No, right? isn't it like yeah? It looks just like England. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, so oh, we got the World Championships coming up. Uh, Spencer, anything else going on in the World Championships that make us really excited about what the UCI is doing? Well, uh, speaking of Michael Matthews and Caleb Ewan and the Australian team uh, on home soil, there it's curious. Um, if you look at the rest of that lineup that they released, uh, you USA cycling of Australia. I don't know what they're called. Um, their team selection, uh, didn't have any U 23 hmm. women. That's weird at all. Um, despite ha- having hands down, like the clear favorite to win that race. Well, I'm and sure the reasoning good. for that. Okay. That's great. Can't, it's gotta is be. that the, the women's, elite race and the women's U23 are co-current, like they're run at the same time. And so to give themselves the best chance to win the elite race... They can't have any of the U23? They did not select the best U23 option uh, for their team. Yeah, it is just one of those weird quirks that really put them in a tough spot, but I I can't I don't understand how they didn't bring her along regardless. But at the same time, <laughs> why? At the same time, why in the year of our Lord 2022 mm-hmm. is there not a women's U23 race Ooh, that's like, separate? Sounds like we have another round the of spot race. the difference. The the spot classic the game brought indeed. to you by the three, the, the three dudes of the, the U23, slow ride podcast can even spot the difference. Uh, well, we've been enjoying a U23 men's race or boys race. I don't know for the past 30 years, uh, separate. Um, so we don't have the women's one yet. It's, it's coming of eventually, but, uh, not here yet, and this is just one of those uh, a quirk of the schedule. I don't know. Just it's it's not even unfortunate. It's it's less. It's different than unfortunate. It's a victim. She's a victim Eve. of the system and uh, robbing her of a world championship jersey, and that's it's a shame. It's, it's a shameful ridiculous. shameful that's thing. What it really is, and uh, thank you so much for bringing yeah. that to our attention. I had no idea that it was uh, that bad. But um, still pretty excited. World Championships coming up. The uh, you know September is kind of the time of the uh, the Montreal and Quebec City uh, UCI races. So it's a nice way to see the debut of the new uh, World Championship stripes and livery on whatever bike is there on the men's side um, before they head over to uh, Italy for some throwaway races. And then uh, the Japan Cup at the end of the month. <laughs> uh, little guy, I'm happy that you are still listening by that look of disdain that you... Th- that you threw my way. Um, yeah. Well, professional bike racing is alive and well, but you know who else is alive and well? 
leading your captain of the Australian road men's national team at the World Championships, Michael Matthews, in this week's Prem Lap. Hi, I'm Jim Champion and Marcel Meisen, and I don't listen to your podcast. All right, guys, here we are once again in the Prem Lap. And major shout out to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com where you can become a member and a supporter of your very own independent cycling podcast network. We have a whole bevy of shows. Cyclocross is right around the corner. As the kids say, cross is coming. So there's no other better podcast to cover that than CX Radio with the legend Bill Shiken. Yeah. Cyclocross Radio has been killing it for quite some time. Changed yeah, the name about four years ago. I had it. Hey, you know what? You'll four get years it. ago. <laughs> coincides with my stroke. So, uh, yeah, kind of yeah, got, well, got a pretty good, uh, years ago then. I pretty don't good know. Uh, excuse there. I just got I, I know Bill winces every time, but I, I try and let it go. Yeah, I noticed you know, I'm, Bill. I'm here for you too, Bill. Don't worry. Um, but it's not just that. I mean, Cyclocross is coming. We can't avoid it. We've got cyclocross races. I think Rochester's around uh, the corner, right? This weekend uh, in New England. Ah, we've got yeah. um, we got a new series up here in the Pioneer oh. Valley of Massachusetts. Oh, are you going to be racing, Spencer? About. Yeah, and uh, ah, you know tell. I'm all in. I'm all in. Dusting off the, I mean, uh, lubing up the chain and yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, just mm-hmm. dialing in the, uh, making sure I got the um, so. Uh, pit, uh, the pit bike ready. Um, anyway, a lot of cool races coming up up here. Uh, nice little four race series, Pioneer Valley, um, new race in South Deerfield that I'm super I mean, close to. So I'm going to be there for sure. There's also one in Holy. Oh, actually. oh, <laughs> so oh, yeah, oh, very close to that one. Yeah. You got to make a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't have to. I don't now, have all this form for Schwamigan that I'm unfortunately yeah. not going to be able um, to use. The little guy will be out there uh, uh, holding up our end of the bargain at Schwamigan. I mean, I know we're yeah. still in the prem lap here, guys, but let's get right to Schwamigan. it. Uh, Spencer, when you say that you're yeah. dusting off the bike, is that like you're uh-huh. dusting it off because it's been attached to the Zwift trainer? Um, or is this a whole new cross bike that you haven't really used in a while? Um, what, what's the story here? Uh, what's your, what's your cross bike setup look like going into season? Uh, well, it would be, um, the debut, the maiden racing for the squid cross that I built up. Um, I have not due to unfortunate COVID circumstances. Uh, I have not been going to any events for the, since I've built it up. Um, so it could be, it could be the debut of that. Um, so that's new and exciting. Um, you know, the last, last cross race I did was on cantilever brakes guys on the, uh, on the old oh, Richie wow. Swiss cross. Me, so, Hey, me too. Last ra- cross race I did was on canty brakes. Yeah. That's weird. But that was, but that, that was, was about a hundred years that ago. Was last year. That was last year. Oh, oh. well, gentlemen, so it, it, it's it, a, it might yeah. be, uh, it, it might be coming out at the Treehouse brewing, uh, cross race up here. So, uh, hold me to it. Try and hold me to it. Oh. We will. Wait, wait, oh, wait. wait. So when is this race so that we, we can mark our calendar stuff? I think I have these details on hand. This is not, <laughs> okay. no. Is it being live streamed? Probably. 
who knows? It's New yeah. England. Everything's All extra right. here. So, right. well, guys, it's going to be fantastic to follow along, uh-huh. and hopefully, uh-huh. uh, it will be covered on Psychocross anyway, Radio. Let's let's get this now. We're trying to stay on the rails this episode. And this has yeah. been a thing. Um, Dad's got to go. Ra- He's very rail busy. biking. Rail biking. Um, so I'm going to get this thing back on track. Uh, we're still in the preem lap. We're very excited about all the podcasts that are on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Um, little guy is officially not going to win the Schwamigan competition if he can't beat my time from 2018 when we were there, which I don't think he can do. Um, so that gauntlet is thrown down. What is your time? And do you know? Do I have to go? It's look it's that in up? the newspaper. It's in the um, Schwamigan <laughs> results newspaper that I'm sure Tim has on hand somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was printed in print. Um, yeah. And uh, other great uh, <laughs> podcasts on the network include Nowhere Fast, which we talked about earlier with the e-racing, which yeah. is obviously blowing uh-huh. up. If you're on Zwift, it's clearly your I mean, your route to the world tour. I mean, I know we give away a championship belt, but what are the gr- what what are the people at Nowhere Fast going to give away to Jay Vine? I mean, I like know. I mean, Nick, that guy's got to be on the Mount Rushmore of just Jay. It's just called Mount Vine. Mount Vinemore, uh, maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, we've been bringing you all this, all this e-racing news, um, since long before Jay Vine was the most popular man in cycling. Uh, so if you want to support great, uh, content around cycling, uh, independent media, head over to whitinglopodium.com, consider <laughs> becoming a sustaining member, a donating member of our community and go play uh, roller derby. Wager your extra 500 points you get for being a wide-angle podium member on bad, bad decisions about the Volta and see if you can beat Tim. Let's get back to the show. I'm Kerry Werner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. All right, guys, here we are. So much to discuss, so much to talk about. We've got Spencer getting ready for his first cycle cross race this season. Mm. We've got a little guy getting ready for Shawam again. I know people are asking all the time, Tim, what are you doing to stay so fit, what still healthy? What are you doing? You're looking um, so fit I, lately. You look, you look oh, good, man. What's what are you doing? Really? I got I to gotta glow. Yeah, well, what are you um, doing? What do you do? I've been, I've been running, but enough about me. I just want to let you know that I took a very big step in the last week. Uh-huh. Um, that's the first I, part of running. That's all about yeah, yeah, all I know. Yeah, I took a, took a very big step. Uh-huh. I took this very cumbersome bike box that's been in my garage oh my for three God. years. You did not. And I took it down to the old bike shop where I opened it up. Um, there what was, was not, in there? there? There there was no perishable food. Okay, that's good. Um, Thank God, yeah. So uh, the, the bike looks fantastic. The, the rear uh, rack is still intact. Uh-huh. Um, the cranks okay. are just mint. I don't even know what I'm going to do with these cranks, but I got to tell you guys, the Klein is alive and well, oh, I will man. have some pictures up as soon as I get it, um, cleaned up and everything. I'm very, very excited for it. All right. I'm excited. Um, it is going to be, uh, uh, fantastic. Very, very, very excited. So that's the first step to success. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for, uh, for whatever the season is going to throw at me. Um, so doing, yeah, you're doing some competitive touring, uh, coming up here. Well, 
I'm not, but I am intrigued with this technology lately because Spencer, you said it earlier talking about lubing your chain. <laughs> and now there's this whole thing where like people like bake their chain in wax, like a yeah. wax bath. Been around Have you for seen years. this? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's been around for years. It's been around Are you for serious? a long time. Well, I mean, the, the molten is wax a, is from right up here in, in the good old Twin Cities. So it's, uh, we've been on the hot, the hot tip, uh-huh. literally. Uh-huh. Of the uh, the waxing craze, uh, you know, you you could win that for getting third place in like the Cat Four race up here sometimes. So yeah, I know about. But that. when? How long has it been around? I don't know. Years. It's Tim. It don't feel bad. It's one of those wing nut things that wing nuts did that it's, has become popular recently with surrender. That's why little guys are like, oh, I was yeah. there first. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, there's. Have it, you guys done it? I've never done it, but if you want to go down rabbit holes, there's like whole websites devoted to testing chain lubrications yeah. and stuff. That's I mean, like people go freaking bonkers for it so and yeah the, so, the it's better so but summarize yeah, to me little guy ass. why is it better <laughs> okay there we go there's I, a start well guys it, um it's better because it just, has less friction That's just why. to keep this on the rails no one cares about waxing chains so i'm just going to keep us on the rails by moving <laughs> this connecting this car to a different locomotive <laughs> and um i want to get back there's a lot of <laughs> oh Little guy, do you want to derail me here? I I want to derail you real quick. Spencer, I just looked up when that Treehouse Cross was in South Deerfield, Massachusetts. (laughs) Okay, yeah. It's Sunday, September 18th, which means uh, it's right when you would have been racing Schwamm again. So your your form... Peak. Your whole training plan is actually perfectly aligned. So, like, uh, there's really no reason you shouldn't be pulling out a super good result here because... I mean, this is what you were peaking for already. Um, it's true. So I think that's great news for all our listeners. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, September 18th, uh, yeah. Deerfield, Deerfield uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it's up on Bike Reg. Uh, you can still register. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Let's uh, let's get into the wow. mailbag. Wow. Let's oh, we have mailbag. at the Slow Ride, okay. slow ride oh, no, Podcast no, 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 at gmail.com. Oh, wow. Email us at the Slow Ride Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, we've got quite a few emails. Uh, they, we got a two for this week. Uh, Douglas Sniper uh, will continue in his email. The Foggy Mountain Takedown. Wow, two stage wins for Jay Vine at La Vuelta. Don't mm-hmm. worry, I've been listening to the old squeaky wheel pod long enough to know not to nominate the 2020 Zwift Academy winner for the championship belt. Besides, <laughs> he's more deserving of a golden blender or a platinum route badge award. <laughs> I like it. I'm a bit confused, though. I noticed each of Vine's wins were foggy mountaintop wins. Was that real fog or bad rendering in the game? So many questions. <laughs> Does a Zwift Academy winner get to use power-ups? It seems a bit unfair to the humans if he can. Mm-hmm. Can you use one of those light cycles from Tron? There are, only, there are already Tron wheels in Zwift, so if you seem to make sense, but if it, these aren't e-bikes, I don't know what is. The yeah. legend Doug Niper. <laughs> so much good here. Yeah. Um, it, it is really unfortunate that uh, both of his victories did drop down to like 20 frames per second there uh, at the finish. <laughs> yep. Just, you really need a clear 60 to uh, to really get the So I got to ask you guys, do you guys have memberships to Zwift? No. Yeah. Do you, when was the last time you used it? Today. Awesome. Serve for real? Yes. Okay. I'm gearing uh, I, up for South Deerfield. I have a cross race to win, apparently. I um, I uh, I canceled mine a while back during the pandemic when I realized I could still ride my bike outside. 
Uh Um, and here in Florida, it's kind of like, it's weird. It's weird to all my friends in the UK and UK corner. They're like, what do you mean you're not on Zwift? And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of got my own thing going on. Sarah needed the uh, KitchenAid back. Yeah. On my ride today, I was talking to a gentleman, a, a video game expert works in the video game industry. He was telling me all about Zwift and I'm sure I'm just going to like butcher everything he told me, but he did bring up a good point. He said like, there's a subscription model that you can do with Zwift or there's the free type of model that you could employ where then you pay for like your kit and you pay for access to certain maps. So my question to you, Spencer, um, as our e-biking expert here in Zwift land, Mm -hmm. would you pay extra money for the kit if you could ride for free? Like with in-game app purchases yeah, so, versus like subscription yeah. model. What what they're talking about is a very popular thing in in uh, video games, Tim. It's yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's how Fortnite. I, I you've maybe heard of a little game that's popular with the kids yeah. called Fortnite. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh huh. Heard massive, it's all the rage. Massive yeah. game. Um, free. It's free game. Uh, yeah. and, and they make all their money with those microtransactions. You buy uh, special outfits and stuff for your guy, um, for your character. Uh, I don't know. I would probably uh, cheap out and just stick with the stock stuff, um, which is what I've done so far in Zwift. But in Zwift, you earn new kits and things and bikes and stuff by riding a lot. So uh, by default, I've still got all the stock stuff. Um, <laughs> unfortunately... Um, <laughs> But I've got the, the imitation Team Z Greg LeMond uh, jersey on it's right a, it's now. A good one. It's the a Zwift good one. Uh, version of that. So, um, uh, but probably, actually, I, w- I would pay if I could upload my own custom kit that I drew, like in MS Paint yeah. or whatever. Um, that yeah. I would certainly pay for. I'd, I'd pay a good money to put my own kit yeah. in the game. Ah, well, maybe there's a future. Hey, Zwift, if you're listening. We're your idea factory. I'm sure you haven't thought of this. I'd certainly um, pay to unlock a bunch of cool maps because I get bored pretty easily. We got another email, a twofer from Michigan. We got Brian Hancock hits us up, Klein Discs. Dear oh. Slow Ride, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I fear the Klein admiration community, specifically Little Guy and the Slow Ride following, is in for a yeah. rude awakening. In light of of your deep insight into Trek's secret plans for Lisa Klein in 2023, I was initially excited to see the forthcoming spy photos as Trek makes plan to relaunch the storied Klein brand. However, my hopes were quickly dashed as I realized that any modern recast of Klein bikes will undoubtedly feature disc brakes, and Mm -hmm. I'm fearful for Little Guy's reaction in particular. So I'm wondering, will the disc brake equipped clients of 2023 and beyond garner as much enthusiasm as those of the 90s? Or will Trek attempt to capture past glories and bring back the greatest paint jobs of the modern era in a land of Tom Dumoulin-esque mid-race escape off the side of the road to evacuate the brand? (laughs) Stay well. I take on the way out the door for Tom Dumoulin there. But they come back with disc brakes. No, I'm not okay with that. Um, I've seen clients with disc brakes because they, they sort of snuck into the disc brake era. You had to on clamp the them on, side. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they were at that period, I think, they sort of turned into that period where you could, you'd could you get your bike and it would come with disc mounts and and And, and brake canty mount, studs. Canty yeah. studs, so you, know, you can go either way. Mm. I hope, and this won't happen, but I would really hope that they, they just they keep it super pure 
and they will not. They won't. And and they make they try to make them their super lightweight like road bikes. So uh-huh. if you want uh-huh. you want discs in the uh-huh. most modern, you go with Trek. But if you want like a a four build up a fourteen pound uh, rim brake bike, you go with so, Klein. Uh-huh. There's been some big news at Trek lately, right? Like the recent like. Gary Fisher is no longer walking around with Trek anymore. He was all over Eurobike, and there's all the articles that were written about him no longer being really affiliated with Trek. Um, they they need the brand to pick it up. So I think what we need to do is just assume that Kleins are forthcoming, and we will talk them into existence. Yeah. Like, I can't I, wait I to see the Kleins in 2023. They, they, like, I can't imagine how awesome they're going to be when they bring them to market. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, and when no, they do, no one like, will be disappointed when they finally see them. Right, we can easily apply for the marketing manager role uh, as a three-person unit. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll just split that salary three ways evenly. It should be fine. I mean, I'll take thirty-four. You guys can get thirty-three, thirty-three each. I mean, someone does have to leave the ship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, I, well, I we'll discuss idea. it. We'll have our lawyers discuss that. I um, am the idea guy. Clearly. Clearly, I am a creative guy. Let's get this. Uh, uh, since we're since uh, so, I don't even want to ask the little guy. I, I was curious at first about uh, if he would, you know, assume disc brakes are, they're just going to be a thing. There's no way they're not going to be on the obviously forthcoming relaunch of Klein bicycles. Yep. But would you be disappointed if they're carbon frames, or should they be all aluminum frames? You know, um, like that, but. I don't. I know your answer, so I don't even want to get down that one. <laughs> Sticking on the climb theme, I do want to shift us back onto the rails that I was trying to get us on earlier. Oh, okay. About Tim's climb. Uh huh. Is it the perfect bike for the Doc Hollywood, Tim? No, it's a little too heavy. Um, Is it the bike, or can heavy. maybe can we cut weight <laughs> elsewhere? Well, the rack probably doesn't help. Um, Take the rack off. That's easy. Yeah, you know I might. I might bring it out for the dock. Come on, you only live once. Yeah. I'll do it. Sure. Yeah, might be a little f- bit too big. I feel like we deserve um, it. Oh, you don't think it fits? Uh, doc Hollywood. This. I'm gonna, it doesn't fit. Well, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't looked at it in about three and a half years. <laughs> um, I gotta say though, I gotta tell you the um, the Doc Hollywood. We're gonna do a little. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ride it. We're gonna ride it November fifth. Um, really? But not really telling anybody. Okay, so don't tell, don't the, tell anyone. Only, only telling the people on the podcast. Um, okay. Hey, crashing like a fox. Josh Chandler writes us in, and it's a link to Peter Sagan crashing twice at the E Mountain Bike World Championships. Uh, I can only imagine how many emails you will get for Peter Sagan's P sixteen finish. But here's another one, Josh. <laughs> did you guys see? Like he crashed twice to get sixteenth place. I mean, it's kind of a it's a valiant effort to to become the real yeah. real mm-hmm. world champion. It was a very, very valiant effort. I'm glad he's doing something with all that big money he makes. Total energy. I love e- uh, e-bike racing. Um, Gravel World's question for the pod. Tim Spencer and Little Guy, I know y'all <laughs> said we're discouraging dis- submissions from the peanut gallery for belt-worthy winners. Spencer literally said, that's not how this works. This is not how it works. But I couldn't help myself. Something about this story just sounded slow ride to me. The tandem killing it at Gravel Worlds. I offer this (laughs) tandem gravel slaying team up for the belt. Only thing Uh, better would be if some sort of rail bike. But thanks for an amazing pod listening to the slow ride. And it is a uh, link to the Peter Stetna article from Gravel Worlds in Nebraska, 
where there was a tandem that somehow found its way into like the top the five podium. lead group and they yeah. got podium end up getting third, but they wouldn't let him on the podium of the race. Yeah. Like, cause they, they won the tandem podium. So it kind of backfired. So let's this just, is amazing. The, I want, I want to clear this up right away. This is not how this works. Do not send us these emails with suggestions. This is not, I can't stress this enough. This is not how this works. Guys, I want to nominate these, these tandem <laughs> yes. riders for, for this slide championship belt uh because this is incredible gravel worlds obviously uh the biggest gravel event there is it's worlds i guess you know like yeah. hey it's it can't worlds. get bigger there's so and, much great about and this you show is up the use- with the inspiration of the slow ride podcast to show up on a tandem and crush it and you actually train and you actually yeah. crush it <laughs> and you finish on the podium of the entire race and then there's it's- weird drama it's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's it is incredible. It's amazing for so many reasons. First off, tandems are awesome, especially yes. in the so for the, the the gentlemen that were on the tandem that uh-huh. they did it, it was Tristan Bangma and Pilot Patrick Bo- Boss of the Netherlands. Okay, and they are a uh, parallel uh, a sighted tandem. I believe right. is the right. proper term for um, uh, Paralympic cycling. So. The 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 Stoker um, is a sight disadvantaged or, or blind. I, I don't know enough about them, but what I do know is I second this nomination because I can only imagine a Gravel Worlds. Which, by the way, Gravel Worlds may be my favorite gravel event, strictly for the fact that like the UCI tried to give them the cease and desist letter. <laughs> so then they went out. So they went out and just called themselves the Gravel Worlds or Gravel Worlds, and then registered, trademarked it. So it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, what a middle finger to like, like we're we just own it. We're just gonna call it the World Championships. It's in Nebraska. Happens all the time. I want to go to this race. The yeah. tandem showing up and reading Peter Stetna's commentary uh-huh. is brilliant because he's like, we didn't even know who these people were because riding with a tandem is really difficult because they would drop them on the climbs and then, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really punchy like 150 foot climbs. And then yeah. on the backside, like a freight train keeping this thing on the rails would just come down yeah. and pass everybody and get back to the front. And the fact that they got third is brilliant. The only travesty is that they didn't let them stand on the podium yeah, for overall. This is a tandem. This is amazing. So the nomination has been seconded. Okay. It is Tristan Bangma and Patrick Boss of the Netherlands, the, the tandem that ended up getting third place overall at Gravel Worlds. Can you imagine just, dra- just captaining a, a tandem in those conditions? It's amazing. No, oh, absolutely so not. You'd have to be insane. So, little guy, tell us why you agree with us, and we will be taking the belt away from Binion Gourmet, who's had it for a Quite solid, a long time. Quite solid 20-episode run. Oh, I, I agree with everything you guys both said. It's uh it's it's a perfect encapsulation of what should be Gravel Worlds. It's you guys showing up on the weirdest bike to get into the race and yeah. and, and crushing it. So I'm down. I but I am I agree. They should have let him on the podium. That's I mean, crazy. I so, it sounds like big UCI is starting to get to Gravel Worlds. Well it's I I've, I've heard rumors that um Unbound was gonna be getting rid of the gravel tandem category. 
Um, scared of the slow ride showing up. They're, they're scared of the slow ride showing up, but in reality, they're afraid of uh, slow ride podcast championship belt winners Tristan Bangma and Patrick Boss, Taking who the threw whole down. Thing. Yeah. Now, I just just to remind everybody, including uh, the email from John Grain, this is not how this works. This is not how this works. Can't stress that enough. Do not but, do uh, this thing. <laughs> uh, let's keep this one going. Uh, Cody Pate hits us up studying Eastern philosophy. Longtime Montana listener and short time wide angle podium member. Hello, oh, gentlemen. Thank you. American Flyers can't go wrong. Definitely the greatest cycling movie this side of the pond. Plus your expertise in critiquing the movie every 4th of July weekend really adds to the experience. But you can't have the yin, the yang, and the bang bang all in one movie. Sure, the triplets of Belleville is entertaining in a hipster artist Euro kind of way. I know I enjoyed it. Yet, if you don't mind reading some close caption, the greatest animated cycling movie series has got to be Yawamushi Pedal. Unfortunately... Uh. I ran into this at my public library as a graphic novel. Sounds like little guy. Uh, Ten or so years ago. Then I discovered it's a whole... No, no, no. Just going to the public library to find things. Um, (laughs) I guess that's not an insult at all. I I admire that about you, little guy. Uh, Then I discovered it's a whole animated series. And recently, Mm -hmm. the bonus part, wait for it, you can find it on Netflix. Each episode is packed with cycling action, family comedy, and heartfelt drama. Cheers, Cody. It's called Yuamushi Pedal. That's Y-O-W-A-M-U-S-H-I Pedal. I will be watching that. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I've, I've seen screen grabs and like imagery from this. Um, I have not actually seen it myself, so it's awesome to know that I can find yeah. it. On a, on a singular streaming service that I pay for already. Um, yeah. It's, wonderful. <laughs> not, not the usual thing. Hey, it's so on Flow like, Bikes. <laughs> uh, great shout out, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's keep this show on the road. Nostalgia bike update. Slow riders, specifically Matt, Uh-oh. again, years ago, I wrote in about a silly bike build. Matt answered my question on episode 228 which aired on November 27th, 2018. Wow. And suggested that I build what I have now called the nostalgia bike or my first dream bike. (laughs) Matt's entire suggestion sprung up up around an interrupter lever. He suggested (laughs) I build the bike from the ground up around this cast off second set of brake levers. I took this as gospel. In the years since, I have bought and sold countless bikes. Disc brake cross bikes, canty frames, aluminum, carbon, and steel. But in the back of my mind, the nostalgia bike lingered. Today, it arrived in all its carbon and aluminum lugged glory. I searched for Alans, I searched for Ridleys, and even Impalas. Yeah. Impalas, sorry. But I landed on something closer to home, a 2009 Blue CXC. Blue was based in Georgia. And this was the bike for, that the fast guys at my local bike shop rode that first year I raced cyclocross as a green cat four in 2009. Nice. I'm going to build it up with Thompson Parts, another <laughs> Georgia company. And I'm planning to go with SRAM as that's my preferred group. Of course, my Cane Creek top mount levers will ever be present <laughs> and slightly in the way. How true to the yeah. 2009 era should my first dream bike stay, though? Could I get away with riding 11-speed? Actually, I don't have any 11-speed wheels. Never mind. Could I cheat and ride a clutched rear derailleur? 
Or do I need to continue searching for a salsa chain guide to build a sandwich chain guide retention system? Yes. Oh, boy. Yours yes. in bonded frames and outdated technology, Justin. This is a tough one, Justin, because I... Uh... My heart says build that that terrible sandwich thing uh, yeah. to keep your chain on, uh, but my mind says those didn't work and they were terrible, and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna hate it, and you'll yeah. probably get more enjoyment out of your bike if you do just throw a clutch trailer on there. So I, really, blue bikes, stuff, man. That those that, let's just take a second to remember how bad chain retention systems were for running so one bad. ring in the front and cycle cross. I mean, Spencer was there for so many of my drop chains, so many of yes. my losing it that like my little Paul thing didn't work. And I don't even know what that mm-hmm. other thing was called. All of them claiming to have finally solved the problem. That was never a problem because I should have just run a double up front, which I eventually I've did. seen we, you a couple we, of times. We could have run you. the double the whole time is really the kicker. And we've, and we've it, tried so hard to just do this thing that made no sense. Uh, yeah, and the clutch didn't exist yet. <sighs> well, the whole, like, I remember being there for some of the races and seeing, because, like, I wasn't racing in the 1-2 races, so I was out there you know, after slaying the cat threes, but watching uh-huh. the one twos, seeing little guy mid pack, but just the disappointment on his face because he knew that the train was going to get dropped at some point and he was going to have to <laughs> dig it out between this contraption of various oh. plastic pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just a disaster waiting to happen. It, it, um, yeah. The, the, the chain was going to come off whether you had the guards or not. What the guards did really well was yes. prevent you from putting the chain back on after yeah, it yeah. came it's, off. It's amazing. 100%. It's, it, it's kind of worked backwards. But um, <laughs> hey, real quick, Blue, the, the company Blue. Yes. Not the color Blue. It's beautiful. Yeah. Ocean, it's just, sky, all kinds when of When I saw the Blue. Berries. One of my and top then, colors. Like, top colors. The, the, then, Ju- then Justin's got the Blue here that's black and gold. Uh-huh. It's very confusing. But I do think Blue at one time sponsored Jonathan Page. Yes. Oh, yeah. They did, yeah. for sure. Um, but that was pretty much it. I don't really remember anything else about Blue. I just remember like thinking that they were like, meh. They were round. Right? Fast guys had them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what sponsored I, a yeah. bunch of people for a couple of years there, and then I think they ran out of money. Um, it's a sound business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bike, bike yeah. racing is where you make your bike money. Bike racing, sure. yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, I, I love this idea though of building up the bike around some weird old part that you have, little guy. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember you saying this, but you sound kinda like a genius, like a Nostradamus. <laughs> um Yeah, so. I mean it's it's uh I mean it's a thing I do. I certainly acquire parts and and I have no use for them, but I I can see them sort of spiraling out into their own builds, uh-huh. you know. So Yeah. I love that I love that I love that he's doing this. I love that he's uh, staying true to, yeah. to the aughts and the golden age of cyclocross. <laughs> it's quite good. Road. All right. Let's get this show back on the rails. Uh-huh. Here we are. Gentlemen, this has been another great uh, Slow Ride Podcast email bag. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. Is there anything else going on in the world of bike that you guys want to talk about? A quick game of buy, buy or sell? I yeah, mean, sure. if you got one handy, yeah, I always love yeah, a good a, game of buy and sell. I got a quick one. Like yeah, could you, uh, uh, okay, so uh, Chris Marshall Bell on Twitter um, <laughs> said, cycling is doing nothing to reduce its impact on the climate, uh, which is a little weird. 
But then when you read the tweet, it's actually about, you know, it seems like world tour racing. <laughs> um, but uh, Chris Marshall Bell writes, let's do something about it. Here are eight proposals. Okay. And we will buy or sell these proposals to make a difference on climate change in the professional Peloton. Idea number one, a 5% green tax on all teams. Oof. What do you guys think? Oof, that Would hurts. Would you buy? Because I, let's preface well, this, what you guys on. think of this. Mm. Overall preface of this is something is going to have to be done. Sure. Because yeah. cy- cycling is destroying the environment. When you, when you idle up the side of a mountain, yeah. it is not a, um, a great thing with all those emissions. Right, and right, I right. think the French government, I've, I've long on the record here that the French government is going to step in and make the Tour de France clean up its act sure. on a variety of things. Sure, sure. So they can get ahead of it. Here's the yes. problem with this first one, a 5% um, tax. Like we all know 5% of zero is zero. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. If, if oh. your budget is nothing, it's, it's going to be slim pickings. Uh, I mean, I'll buy that one for sure. A great idea, but I don't know that it's going to have the financial return of, sure, uh, you know, some of the sure Premier League uh, <laughs> Liverpool or whatever, you know? Ineos is already looking for a way to offshore their profits. Uh-huh. The Ineos team to a country that uh, does not have taxes. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm a sell. I don't think that, that one is going to be what does it. I don't think that they're going to be able to charge a team. I think some of these other ideas. So I'm a sell. I don't think that there's going to be a, uh, okay. a green tax on the teams uh, collected by the UCI. I don't think that's what's going to save the sport. Yeah, it seems unlikely. I agree. All right. So uh, buses with solar panels. Oh, um, easy win. I'll buy must, this, is, this is an easy win. This is, they must already have solar win. panels. Like, why would you not? Well, because you would get you'd get them caught underneath the arch, little yeah, guy. Um, that's it true. adds an extra couple of inches. Um, you're gonna get it caught on the arch. They're gonna come off. Uh, lots of lots of money wasted. Um, <laughs> but this is a no-brainer that you would right. at least see some energy construction. And the best part about this, this is how they're gonna charge the motors on their bikes. That's true. And the bikes that's are already point. up there on the roof already, so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cap distances of races. I, I don't know if Chris is a fan of the podcast, listens to the podcast, um, but when he says cap distances of races, I'm also going to assume that he means um, three weeks to two weeks for a Grand Tour uh-huh. um, to, to limit the <laughs> environmental impact. By 30% of the right dumb, there. Of yeah. this dumb, dumb sport. Yeah, 33% reduction. We're well on our way to the Paris Accords. I bet if you reduced... Each Grand Tour to two weeks, and you cut uh, Milan San Remo in half. That would be the requirements right there for the entire year uh, for emissions. Well, the Hammer Series, one of our favorite things to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, nonstop. Um, we always talk about it. Hammer Series always kind of pushed that shorter mm-hmm. race idea. Like it's a three three hour race. That's all you need. Yeah, no, you don't really true. need a seven hour race. Three hours. Get it done with. What do you think, little guy? Are you buying this one? I am buying this one, 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm buying, buying this one. for sure. No, because I think you can <laughs> still have long races and just and just not have a million cars in the convoy. I mean, that's where the emissions okay. are. It's not like the bike racers are causing. Oh. The you think it's just... is causing all the emissions. Uh, that's the what 40, you think, little the guy. The 47 motorcycles because in the convoy. The next, the next idea from Chris is to down the choppers. To remove the choppers from the race, I am 100% buy, buy, buy on this because drones, baby. 
drones can provide the coverage that choppers provide at a much safer and a much more environmentally friendly and much more beneficial mm-hmm. coverage method. A little less beneficial for the host country as well, potentially, if you uh, believe all the rumors and conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah. How are we gonna How are we gonna get an Italian ever win the Giro again? Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, no, we can't do this. How How come they haven't <laughs> How come they haven't used drones yet? Then the helicopters have to be insanely expensive. Is it all Johnny Bunio? Probably. Is it all Big Bunio? Probably all Big, Big Bunio. <laughs> I, I'm a buy on this too, strong buy. I don't care uh, about the drones. I guess I hadn't really thought about it. Seems like a simple solution, but I'm all in on on bike footage going forward. I think the coverage should be on bike cameras, live streamed from the rider's perspective. The racing's so much more exciting that way. Uh, that's and what if, I want to see. If we've had cameras on F1 cars since like 1982, yep, we can do then, it. Then, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, we were watching F one from like the eighties. There's like literally smoking cigarettes. They're yeah. like, oh, you're We've a Marlboro got guy. Live in, <laughs> in race footage from Cat Three crits here. Uh, we can do it at the World Tour <laughs> level. I am pretty sure. Yeah. All right, uh, number uh, five here. Bin the caravan. Bin the caravan. Yeah, uh, uh, Chris must be from Australia because I'm watching Bluey. Um, bin means throw in the trash. Uh-huh. Yep. So trash the caravan means get rid of the caravan. This is going to be the promotional caravan in front of the race then? Throwing all the trash I'm on assuming, the ground? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that and yes, yes. They, the, the, the funnest part of the race actually, uh, after <laughs> seeing it in the Giro, um, I am a major sell on this. There's no way they get rid of the caravan. Um, they would they would find a way to make the buses run on um, um, porridge and uh-huh. other uh, um, foods uh-huh. um, before they get rid of uh, the caravan. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've I, never uh, seen it, so I don't care. So they can get rid of it for all I care. Yeah, I'd love to see it go away uh, personally, but I think if the caravan goes away, the advertisers go away as well, and um, you kind of need them. So I guess I'm reluctantly going to sell. And uh, the next one, shuttle buses. Shuttle buses. Um, I'm assuming shuttle buses are for the teams to get from point A to point B, and you just kind of put everybody on the old shuttle bus instead of the the team cars. Sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure oh. about that. I don't logistically have any idea, so I'm gonna say I have no idea. Do they need those? I guess. I don't know. Does it really matter? But the, I mean, there there the was point, that video though. at the tour. Where Garrett Thomas, G, finished the stage, and he, he asked the Saunier how far to the bus. And then uh-huh. and there was, like, top of a mountain, and the, and the Saunier said some number of kilometers that I would have called a ride. Uh-huh. And, and G sort of looked at the camera and was like, really? Like, you want me to ride that far now? Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need more information on this one. Uh, before I can make a yeah, ruling. so it looks like I, I just looked it up. Like what they were going for was the shuttle buses for like race personnel and everything. So less cars shuttling okay. people around. No, so. that's fair. Okay, okay. I'll buy on that. Right. I'll buy on that. Uh, number seven, uh, electrify all vehicles. Easy. I mean, one. I can't think of any yeah. uh, easier win than um, you know the environmental impact of all of the batteries and how we have to extract the the precious metals used to uh, store energy <laughs> in the batteries. By far better than the emissions coming out of cars. Um, we are not just 
changing one problem for another. Um, so yeah, uh, I am a buy on the electrifying all vehicles, 100%. Um, and the final one, less, less far-flung foreign starts. Yeah, totally. Make grand- well, I, mean, I think this is garbage. UCI I has been arguing agenda. for this for years. Yeah. And also against it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's kind of a garbage idea when you like, look, if it's for the race, like, yes, you don't need the start of the Giro to be in um, yes. Israel. Like a few years ago, you don't got to put it up into like Brittany Denmark, or, that, or stuff, France, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, yeah, like I get that. Mm-hmm. But like Spencer was alluding to with the joke is like, you know, you still need bike races in the U.S. if you're going to do like a World Cup type thing. Uh-huh. Like it's a very... It's very real, and you can't just say that you're going to um, get rid of these things. Is this guy, like, so, uh, is he paid by ASO to get rid of the Japan Cup? Is that his ankle? <laughs> um, like, what's going Might on be. here? Might be. Like, we need Might these be. races. Um, we do. Uh, if you want to make the, I the think sport universal. I, most of these seem like astute uh, observations, but this one may be shining a light that uh, I don't follow professional cycling that closely because – None of the big teams are going to these far-flung races. Nobody wants to go. Uh, they are. They're not alluding to far of races. I think it's like, why start the the vault in the Netherlands? Okay, they're just adding plane travel. That makes know? sense. Yeah, I, I, that makes a that's, ton of sense. That's, that's how I read it. I I agree. There should be racing everywhere, and that's okay. that's great. But like. You know, I mean, there's you need the plane everywhere. travel to go between. Yeah. yeah, I just we look. We don't yeah. have to send Malema to win every race in Southeast Asia. We can let uh-huh. a few other riders. I gotta out. say though, <laughs> is that it is very real time to have this conversation for how like environmentally damaging cycling is, like where the the sport itself is is extremely pure, mm-hmm. but the I mean just the caravan going through these races and the the idling it's mm-hmm. just the cars like the amount of them it, it is something to uh, consider. But on that note, let's keep this thing on the tracks and keep very happy all the way through but gentlemen, yet another wonderful episode of the Slow Ride podcast. Um we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Email us at the email, email is the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. And with that, this is Team Dad in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> and this is Spencer in Paper City, Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Now, Spencer, I remember last year there was a brick race where you you, 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 you you made a brick and you raced the brick. Do they do a paper airplane toss in the paper city? Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now... Hello, cyclocross friends. 
new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends. My name's Bill. I host a, another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael, where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.